Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Pre-Med Perspectives. I'm Lasia, and I'm here with a very special guest today. I'm here with Maloney Shaw. She's an MS2 at Wayne State University. Um, her Instagram, actually how we connected was on Instagram. She's been very kind to the Pre-Med Perspectives on Instagram. Her handle is at medschoolwithmill, and we come to find out that she went to U of M we go to MSU, go green, um, but, and we're from like neighboring hometown. So it's really funny how we were brought together by the amazing social media pre-med med community. I'm really excited to be here with her today to talk about her kind of unique journey. She went to U of M and she did two majors, not a minor, and she did it, a very non-traditional major, um, which I'm so excited to hear about. And she has some really cool experience that um, I'm really excited for you guys to hear about. And I want her to talk about how she was able to pack all these super significant, super amazing experiences into her three years before applying because she didn't take a gap year. And to tie it all together, we're going to talk about how does she think she secured her spot at Wayne State Med School, one of the coolest med schools, you know, in Detroit. I love it. I think I'd love to go there one day. So, Baloney, to get us started, um, tell us about your undergraduate experience. Why'd you pick your minor? Or, I'm sorry, why'd you pick your major? Why you didn't do a minor? Um, all that stuff. Okay. Hi, guys. Um, my name is Maloney. And yeah, so just to start off, I went to U of M for undergrad and I dual majored in BCN, which is called Biopsych, Cognition and Neuroscience. And then my other major was Gender and Health. And so essentially I actually started off as a BCN major because it was a pretty common pre-med major and it overlapped a lot with a lot of science courses we have to take for medical school, but I just wasn't very satisfied because I always had a very strong inclination towards the social sciences as well as women's health and like um, gender equity and things of that sort. So I was look in my sophomore year, I was looking into doing a possible women's studies minor or women's studies major. But the thing was that it was really difficult to um, justify doing a major in women's studies when there was a lot of classes that were more on the historical side and I couldn't really fit them into my schedule with pre-med. So there was actually a new interdisciplinary major called gender and health that was introduced in my sophomore year of undergrad. And that instantaneously caught my eye. I was so very excited about it. I knew I really wanted to do a major and I was gonna try my best to kind of fit it all in, redo my schedule, talk to my counselors. But essentially what gender and health was, was an inter interdisciplinary major, which focuses on the sociocultural aspects that affect women, both in terms of health and also just in terms of a lot of different topics. So like, um, honestly, the first class I took was called Feminist Perspectives in Gender and Health. And this class was like, it basically changed my perspective about medicine and I cannot talk about it enough. And shout out to my professor, Dr. Diana Lewis, she's amazing. Um, and she basically taught us everything from forced sterilization during the Nixon era to basically all the experimentation on African-Americans during the slave times to um, just how modern, modern gynecological practices have come to be and kind of the sacrifices that people have had to make um, 
even that class sounds so interesting thank you <laughs> yeah so basically that class was the first class I took and then since then I took a bunch of classes I took women's reproductive health I took um, a class about sexuality and sexual violence I took a class about called diagnosis sex in society which basically taught me that diagnoses aren't always objective they're actually very subjective and so the way we kind of think about illness has changed obviously we know that for example um also please cut me off if i'm talking too much but <laughs> oh you're good keep going girl yeah so um we learned that obviously homosexuality um is not a mental illness but it used to be in the dsm um which is just something that so crazy. Yeah. isn't that crazy yeah so um things like that also like hysteria in women back in the like 19th century was something that was considered to be an illness solely because women were not acting according to the social norms. So they were quote unquote acting out. Even postpartum depression was kind of seen as some type of illness that could be cured by taking rest, not doing anything, not engaging in society and not being an academic, which is everything they wanted women not to be. So um, hearing you talk about all of these things makes me really happy that as a woman today, they actually care about our health a little more. But it's so evident that from the way you talk that you are so very passionate about your major. And I love that, right? Like how amazing it is that we can actually say we enjoy what we do because there are so many people out there that I feel like on the pre-med track do the most basic major at men's school. And I think that's awesome how you're able to explore all these things within the classroom. I want to touch on your experience a little bit outside the classroom. Talk about being a doula. It really ties into your major. And I think that's I've never heard an undergrad, um, I mean, not year in med school, but I've never heard someone say in their undergrad uh, that they were a doula. So tell me about that a yeah, little bit. So actually, um, I became interested in being a doula um, from my major. I took a class on women's reproductive health. And we just learned a lot about the medical model, the birthing model, and how a lot of times some of the practices that we have today are just um, in like modern day hospitals are so medicalized to the point where we we make pregnancy to be an illness um, or like something that just has to be kind of, um, I guess, dealt with in a very like harsh and like medical way, whereas it should also be up to mothers and women to kind of have an active say in their process. So essentially, I was lucky enough that there was a program at my hospital called Dial a Doula, in which allowed um, students to get like a very like basic, it was like probably 29 hour training throughout a weekend. And so I'm not like doula certified for the community, but I was certified for that program. And then we could sign up for 12 hour shifts um, to and if you get called in, you go to the hospital and the, um, they offer the women there the opportunity to have a volunteer doula um, who's an undergrad student. So it was really nice to see. Um, I, I got to see some births. I, it was life changing, honestly. I know. I can imagine like that is a moment that, you know, you brought, you helped bring in life to the world. Good for you. That is, that is so amazing how you, I'm sure you learn so much about patient interactions and how to be empathetic and how to be professional in those settings. And I think that's, that's amazing how you're able to tie your major into your doula experience. Um, 
how do you think you were able to balance, um, you know, finding your passion and doing two majors while doing experiences like being a doula? And I'm sure you did a whole other array of extracurriculars. Um, so I'm not going to say that it was completely, I figured it out right away because I really didn't. Um, I would say my freshman and sophomore year, I was really struggling with extracurriculars and figuring out really what I wanted to do. Um, and also just like, I just had no idea what, I didn't even know if I really wanted to be pre-med. Like I was just very confused. And I, I know like, it's like tough at the age of 18 to be like, oh, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. So I totally get that. Exactly. And I was just struggling because like school was hard and I was like, I don't think I can do this. But then I just decided to take it one day at a time, you know? So I, um, st- I tried to really focus on my classes. Um, at the same time, I only did like two or three extracurricular activities, but I tried to, like, I tried to make sure I really liked them so that I would stay with it until my senior year and then hopefully, like, move um, in terms of board positions, like, move up. So that was something that I tried to do because I kept telling myself that if I was, if I was truly doing things that made me, that I was passionate about, then it would help with med school applications rather than me trying to figure out what they wanted from me. I love that you just said that. Um, I think not that I'm a med school admissions officer, but I feel like it'd be so much easier, especially in interviews, to show that you're passionate about something when you can delve deep from a personal level and explain how you connect with it and how it connects with your message of why you want to be a physician. So that's amazing that you were able to kind of see that, realize that, and take, you know, action on that. Yeah, I think so too. I hope so. Yeah. yeah. So, oh yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's awesome that you decided to take it one step at a time. And I know, especially going to a school like U of M, it must be incredibly competitive. It must be insanely hard. How were you able to finish, I mean, undergrad and get into med school by the time you graduated? Not a lot of people can do that. And taking a gap year is something a lot of people need to do nowadays. Can you explain why you decided not to take a gap year, how you managed to do that and reflect on it? Like, are you glad you did it the way you did? Or you, you wish you could go back and change it? Yeah, so I definitely um, think that taking a gap year, like I think that is a really good decision for everyone. I sometimes do look back and think like, maybe if I took a gap year, I wouldn't be so tired right now. But at the same time, for me personally, my senior year was kind of on the lighter side, just because I was able to, I had finished like most of my like science requirements by then. So I, when I was a senior, starting my senior year, I was kind of ready to apply because I was giving myself some grace in terms of like how hard I would be working on my academics that year. And I knew, and to me, when someone mentions a gap year, I'll, I try to like envision, like, is there something that I would really want to do in this one year that would either one, help me with my application or two, like, is something that I've been putting off and I never got to do it. And I just want to do it right now. And I just couldn't think of anything. And I thought that's um, that's a really valid reason. Yeah. Right. So that's the main reason I didn't take a gap year Um, in terms of finishing on time. I would honestly like for anyone who is just in undergrad right now, like I just suggest like plan, plan, plan ahead. Like I had a spreadsheet and I would try to like input classes beforehand. I think I went to my 
women's studies counselor about like five times a semester bless her soul she's amazing but she I would be like you know can you please let me know if this class is going to open up next semester is there anything else I can take a lot of times um my biggest thing was I was trying to clump classes that would kind of fit different requirements right um, actually uh, like one or two of my classes actually even fit in both my majors somehow I don't know and sometimes they make if you're in a double major though they give you more leniency for some things at Michigan just because they know that you are already doing two majors so I was just trying trying my best to um be able to finish everything on time which I was able to do and then like I also did a thesis so that um, that was in more independent work, but I was able to kind of... Wow, what was your thesis on? So um, my thesis was actually in gender and health, and it was um, basically serving South Asian American women, like age 18 to 24, um, about kind of the cultural factors that go into them making a decision about... Very cool. Yeah. Sorry, I cut you off, but please continue what you were saying about not taking gap year. Oh, yeah, no. Um, yeah, so that was kind of my rationale in terms of not taking a gap year and how I kind of finished up my classes. Sorry, what was the other question? I totally forgot. Um, I was just saying, like, competition-wise, oh, I mean, yes. I don't know if I asked this yet, but competition-wise, did you think, I mean, you think about getting into med school and you hear all these crazy stories about, like, oh, my God, I lost friends over it. Like, it's so crazy competitive. Um, what is your experience um, in going to such a tough school and competition you face there? So I would say that probably in more so in the beginning. Um, so like my freshman and sophomore year, I was very I was feeling very, very down on myself in terms of, you know, a lot of times like we come from like a high school environment where we're like always doing really well and like, you know, on exactly. top of it, everything's going great. And then I came to school and I was taking classes like, you know, obviously like Orgo and Bio and like 200 plus people in my class. And like a lot of my friends um, who I knew from before were kind of taking the same classes as me. So it was, it was inevitably a comparing game and one that I struggled with a lot. I still do in med school, but it's in a different way. But I just think that I really had to kind of focus on self growth, which is what I still do. I, I was like, my freshman year first semester GPA was not it. It was like low. I had like, um, I was just struggling to keep up my grades. But I told myself like, Miloni, if you can just improve your GPA little by little until you graduate, then you'll you'll be good like you can do it so that's kind of what I focused on and then um like thank you for being so transparent because I think in the pre-med like society right now everyone stresses out about getting a perfect MCAT a perfect GPA and it's like just sickening to see all these people all the time saying oh my god I have a 4.0 oh my god I have this it's just refreshing to hear someone be honest that hey like I didn't do that well at some point in my life but look at where I am now you can do it too right and like I would I mean I'm I've been there I I I know exactly how it feels when you're like you get a B or a B minus or C and you're like wow I am literally never gonna get into 
to med school now. Like, that's not the case. It's really not the case. And like, I wish I knew, I come from a place now where I can say these things with more confidence than when I was a pre-med. But at the same time, it's like, as long as you show an upward trend, you show improvement and you show grit, um, you know, you can do it too. Like you can get into med school and um, you, yeah, you got this, so. Speaking of med school admissions, what do you think were essential in helping you secure your spot at Wayne State? So um, I think it does help to be in state. Um, But other than that, I would say that um, for me, my application was very personal. Um, And it all, like my, I think, personal statement told a story um, that had to do with like, you know, both like my family as well as my major, my extracurriculars, and just like my overall vision for going into medicine, which for me was always like, I want to improve. I want to try to become a type of physician that focuses not just on like medicine and diagnoses, but also on like social cultural factors that come into play. Here's why. And then a lot of my extracurriculars um, and like the work activity sections of the application kind of filled in the blanks and told a bigger story that kind of stemmed off of my personal statement. So basically I'm trying to say is that um, a big part of your application I think is your personal statement and your activities and how you talk about them, it matters. Because at the end of the day, it's like stats are very subjective. You know, it's, it's a hit or miss. Um, obviously you have to be strategic on how you apply, but I think for Wayne specifically also because they also have such a big focus on urban clinical care and cultural competency and underdeveloped populations that I think I was able to kind of connect with them on that aspect. That's awesome. I think like in high school, we're so focused on like trying every single extracurricular out and your your application to undergrad really doesn't tell a cohesive story and for the undergraduate level it really doesn't have to right and I think as a pre-med right now um I sometimes want to do everything under the sun because I think oh my god I probably should but like you said I think it's an awesome tip to really reel it back in connect back to the idea why am I doing medicine why do I want to pursue medicine what are my personal reasons what are my academic and extracurricular reasons and really putting an umbrella over all that and making a cohesive story I think is what you're trying to say and I think that's really helpful for our listeners to um to understand. So to wrap up our talk today, um, what is your best tip that you'd give to a pre-med or what's something you would have told your freshman year self? Hmm, that's a very good question. Um, what I would have told to my freshman year self is that one, keep going. You're doing fine. Two, um, try not to compare yourself to other people, even though it's hard because everyone is going to end up in a different space in four years. And the last thing is just not to be too hard on myself because I think as a pre-med, you're under so much, like it's like a pressure cooker and um, you have to really try to stay sane in order to make it through the process. Um, My biggest advice for pre-meds is to really like, yes, there are things you wanna do as a pre-med to kind of fulfill a criteria, but at the same time, like 
in terms of research and extracurriculars, there's a bigger variety than you might think of things you can do and still stand out and still, you know, um, tell your own story and be able to really just um, like be a unique individual in your own like journey towards med in medicine, especially these days. I know admissions committees um, like to see a breath. They like to see things that are new. And they, you know, you don't have to be a perfect cookie cutter applicant to get into med school. You can just be yourself and you'll be good. So, awesome. Yeah. So if anything you guys can take away from Maloney and I's discussion today is just be yourself and your passion will shine through. Thank you so much, Maloney, for your time today. Make sure you check her out at Med School with Mill and best of luck on your journey to medicine. Thank you. So good to be here. <laughs>